Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today is an episode of Down the Rabbit Hole where we're talking about NFTs with the Rabbit Hole Gang and hosted by your boy, Lincoln Abraham. We have Drew, Shane, and Josh on the show, and today we talk about the Board Ape Yacht Club hitting a new all time high, the emergence of Looks Rare as an NFT trading platform and competitor to OpenSea, the recent rash of issues leading to NFT owners losing valuable NFTs, and Shane also gives us an update on the Paradise Trippies project with a lot of exciting stuff happening there. All this and more is happening right now here on Domain Sherpa. So come on and jump down the rabbit hole with the rabbit hole gang. Let's go. It don't matter what you say, ain't no way that you're messing with my team today. It don't matter what you do. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. It's your boy, Lincoln Abraham, here hanging out on Domain Sherpa, filling in for my boy JT, who couldn't be here today. So I'm here holding it down with my team. And uh, yeah, so we're doing something different. For those of you who are watching the show, uh, as opposed to listening, you'd see I got my full AR filter, B-A-Y-C, representing uh, here on cam. So, uh, you know, this is a rabbit hole down the rabbit hole show. So it's only appropriate that, you know, I go full metaverse on y'all today. So, uh, anybody welcome to the show. What's happening y'all. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-host. This is the first time we doing this. So this is kind of a little bit goofy, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me like, yo, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is the move or not, but, uh, Hey, anyway, let's go ahead. We got back by popular demand. We got my man to my right. We got my boy Sugar Shane Culture, aka Sugar Shane, aka Honey Shane, aka Mike Rowe, and now Trippy Shane, aka Trippy Shane. What's happening, man? It's been a minute. You've been yeah, busy. Yeah, I was gonna I say a lot's happened since. I actually adopted your name. Just went with it, like. I, I, there's like 30 people named sugar shane but why not have one more yeah, hey, man, that's what it is dude it's man i messed up you guys are all wearing your hoodies i i, I just got mine yesterday pure, pure chance it's just the most comfortable thing we have so it really is it's the best hoodie it's such a good hoodie such yeah. a good hoodie. i've got mine on as well if you could see past the metaverse but uh you know so uh but otherwise your i just boy, got my fur. You look like you're not wearing much at all. I got to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to see below the hips. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can show you, but you don't want to, you know, this is a kid. This is still a kid friendly show. We like PG 13 up in here, but uh, all right, man. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Like I said, this is a down the rabbit hole episode of domain Sherpa, where uh, for those of you who know, and who've been paying attention, um, you know, our domain, all roads lead to domains and in the reverse, our working domains leads us down the rabbit hole in various topics and things all the time. Uh, and then obviously over the last year or so, I mean, we've always been involved digital assets and that digital asset umbrella covers cryptocurrency, NFTs to some degree over the last year, NFTs have gone absolutely insane. Uh, and we are all in, we are way down the rabbit hole. And uh, so that's what this show is gonna focus on today. So just so all y'all know, if you're here to hear about NFTs, stay uh stay stay locked in because that's what's good all right so with that let's keep moving around the uh, around the horn i got my man 50 grand down to my lower right my boy andrew rosner aka morpheus aka the dirk diggler domain names aka bobbly swagger the sniper as our boy timberland calls him what's up drew what's happening man yeah man what's up coming at you live with covid and everything uh, uh yeah you know just out here chilling in the metaverse with COVID. COVID invaded the metaverse. Wow. Uh, I don't even know how I got it because I never leave my cave, but 
I got it. That shit came in the house, wow. probably through my kids. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. All good. All right. Well, you know, no doubt. I, you know, thankfully as a board ape, I don't, you know, I don't get COVID. No, no, no apes have gotten COVID, but you know, definitely you, all you. All I actually you. don't think that's true. I think a bunch of gorillas <laughs> in the zoo got COVID. Some tigers got COVID. Some lions got COVID. A polar bear got COVID. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about actual bored apes, not about ape apes. You know what I mean? So you don't get what you don't get tested for. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. that's right. <laughs> well, let's keep <laughs> let's keep it moving, man. I'm not, we're not turning this into a into a COVID <laughs> in the, down the COVID hole. All right, cool. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we got my boy below me. We got my boy Josh Reason, aka Harry Kane, aka Bjorn Borg. AKA Super Ball, you know what I'm saying? First to first to buy, first to sell. What's happening, man? How you living? What's up? Yeah, no, living good. Locking it down with COVID here too, so just living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, we dealt with it in the in the house as well about a week and a half ago. So you know, I will say, thankfully, it seems like the Omicron variant is not as severe, which is good. But you know, disruptive and you know, scary all the same. So you know, to everybody out there dealing with that stuff, you know, stay strong. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we're all we're all going through it in some form or fashion. So anyway, so again, not that's that's my way to segue off of the uh, the whole covid convo. And let's let's talk NFTs because it's crazy. It's been a minute. You know, we came off of the new year uh, and, uh, you know, right now, I mean, things are crazier than ever. And let's kick it off with talking about uh, all time high for the Board Ape Yacht Club. Right now, the floor is what is the floor at this moment? Anybody is it? It was 116, 117. I think it's 119. Is it 119? Yeah, 118.6, I think there's a. Yeah, yeah 118.6, I think. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? So we've got the Super Bowl coming up. There's a lot of hype around that. We've got that possible ape coin coming. Uh, my boy Justin Bieber just aped in with his lonely board ape this weekend for 500 ETH. And. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, are we at the are we at the top? Is the irrational exuberance maxing out? What's what's going to happen? What's really good? Like, what's up? Yeah, I I don't I, you know, there's two things that drive this, right? So there's the ultimate flex, like how one seventeen one seventeen is the floor right now. Seventeen in there. Is it a is it a crazy eye? No, no, no. Actually, it's quite interesting. It's a it's a really strong floor, like. The bonnets Dude, were the floor got, for a while. Listen, you've got right now. Oh, wait, hold up. Sorry, I didn't have the buy it now on. <laughs> you got, uh, you got, no, you got three diaper floor. heads. No, you, you got, got three, three diaper heads. You got three babies, got, one of yeah, which is three crying. Baby diaper heads. <laughs> and uh, those are bonnets. Know, those eight. are bonnets. <laughs> you got a service eight. You got a Guaya Bear closed eyed eight. Mm. You get the strongest ape. You got a really nice. Um, uh, you know, real clean five tray aquamarine background with the Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. shirt on. Yeah. Um, at one twenty, he's the he's probably the first buyable ape. What about that death bot? What about that death bot at one twenty two? I think that I think that's oh yeah, high. scroll scroll down. Yeah, but I mean, he's got the girl's hair and a beard. <laughs> yeah, the beard. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the bit, the beard kind of I ruins mean, it. You're right. Yeah, I mean, like you might. I don't know how you get down. You know what I'm saying? That's a little. <laughs> that's a little too much, Eddie Murphy for me. There's a beautiful all, all right, white all right, sailor. All right. hey, 127. Hey. 127's got a beautiful all white uh, sailor. Oh yeah, and the, and the one right after that, a 123, ripped shirt, Where, nice smile. Yeah, he's clean. Background. But you know what? That particular ape, I have no idea why, because 
I think he's pretty clean. I, I like him a lot. He's just chilling. You know what I'm saying? He's got that rip shirt. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But he's been on the market forever. Like every time the floor like moved up, that dude was on the floor every <laughs> single time. Yeah. He, so, like, let's so take funny. a look. 10,000 pieces look. in the same ones. That's, that's how, that's how sellers, that's how sellers like actually hurt value of their apes, right? I mean, that ape is a cool ape, but the seller is just ruining him. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, you know, so I think it's an interesting phenomenon when you get the floor that rises as fast as, as it has, right? So then does that create an opportunity then where, you know, the traits are all now mispriced or is it because it's so high, it's hard to take this risk to say, you know what, I can get a, you know, certain ape at four ETH beyond the floor, but now we're talking 140 ETH, you know, or 130 ETH to try to grab something like that. But is that still the move? I mean, is there room to run? It's very interesting. I mean, the floor is super messy, right? Because you've got things that like would definitely like, you know, these bonnet head, diaper head, whatever you want to call it. These guys are clearly floor apes, right? There's nothing special about them. Just They're just straight floor apes. You know, I've never really understood why, um, I, you know, I don't really like the service apes, you know, where it's got the, the matching sort of McDonald's, Burger King shirt yep. and, the, yep. and the visor. But I guess it's just because there's a lot of them, but like those trade basically at the floor, even though they're like a trait match, technically. Um, but I, I never really understood why those always trade at the floor. This one's pretty clean, but I just don't like them. Um, well, I actually like the mutants with the burger and the soda. That's kind of dope. But um, I've, yeah, I it's think a really messy thing. Because I mean, like four plus 30 is the best it's been in a while. Like that's how I look at it. It's like four plus 30 ETH to see what's in that range. And, and this has the, been the best you can get floor plus 30 I've seen in a long time. There's a lot yeah, of good no, stuff no. in there. So yeah, exactly. You move up to, let's say, um, you know, you move up past 125 and suddenly you've got some interesting apes. I mean, you've got board kazoo, right? I don't love the, the army green background, but board kazoo is a rare, that's a super rare trait. Yep. Right. And you got 3D glasses, you got blue fur, you got the spinner beanie hat, you know, well, you got a bunch with the baby blue background. You got the you sailor got the hat with baby blue at 130. That dude is clean as hell. The king's so robe. The king's robe at 130. I've never trades. been a king's robe fan unless it's like a trade match. If you got this king's robe with the with the with the um you know the ivy leaf, the ivy the, the wreath. Yeah, headband. That's a full that's Caesar. So, full Caesar, right? Yeah. There, you if you give me saying? the full Caesar, full Caesar is where it's at. <laughs> hey, but the there's thing is, um, the, king, the thing is with the king's robe is that is that although you know it look, kind of looks like you're wearing a dress, so people don't really love it. But but the 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 thing is, it's actually the it's the rarest item of clothing, the king's robe. Yeah. Really? But so is the no, in the it's, not, it's not right more rare than the, than the. No, come on. It's the rarest item of clothing. Well, hey guys, no, black so real suit. quick, real quick, real oh, quick. Oh yeah, apart from apart from uh, oh yeah, there's there's black suit, black but suit, like, admiral's coat. But you're right, it is very rare. It's the third rarest, which yeah, is disproportionate because you know it's basically the same as admiral's coat, and admiral's coat trades for like almost double. Yeah, exactly. I'm that's, a big that's admiral's coat fan. I was looking at those, Drew. Me we too. were looking at those yesterday. The um, real quick, di- interesting dynamic to those. You guys are looking at what uh, rarity tools? So you know, looks. No, rare. I'm actually not. Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking at OS. I don't look at rarity yeah, tools too. anymore. So what about looks though? Are you checking at looks to see what um you know what's available there? Because I mean, I find myself no I mean, big, should, but 
Big shout out to looks, by the way, because I just, I've been using that platform a lot more recently. And, uh, you know, I think for me, it's actually creating a, a dynamic where I go to both, you know, I, and the reason I probably stay away from rarity tools is just the delay by the time, if anything's moving at any kind of pace, by the time you click on something from rarity tools, it's already gone on open C. But I think they, you know, somebody needs to put together an aggregator where you actually can pull the floor from more than just one marketplace because, you know, looks is now, you know, staking a claim, uh, stake your looks, staking a claim to, uh, you know, a, a big chunk of the market. And uh, I personally am a big fan. They just recently uh, finally got the price, uh, you know, where you can sort by price and uh, which makes that much, much easier. That was a real pain in the neck for a minute. But, um, you know, considering the issues that OpenSea continues to have, you know, it's nice to have an alternative and uh, one that I feel is, you know, is really making making moves. Also on the shout out side, I want to just shout out best. Yeah, I want to shout out Crypto Novo for the AR filter. I meant to mention this at the opening, but a uh, big shout out to Crypto Novo and uh, Besk ARX or Besk RX. Uh, you know, big, big shout out to them, man. They, they're doing it for real. So anyway, um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about looks real quick, too, because I mean, have you guys bought or sold anything on looks yet? No, I haven't either. Yeah, I just, you know, I, so I did. I, I bought something, sold something, it's mad clean, you know. So when I'm looking at the floor here, you know, there's some interesting apes sitting here. There's, you got this uh, zombie eyes one with the uh, the pelt, which is kind of cool. 123, you know, you got yeah, a sushi I think ape. I always look at it like GoDaddy and all the other registrars. Like there's definitely better out there i do like i want to say that godaddy's people are great to me so I, this is nothing against everybody that works there they're actually fine people but obviously uniregistry at the time was way cleaner way smoother yeah but there's only so many places you can manage like i'm just too unorganized to have three or four things going like something here something there something there and even if it's better Sometimes I stick to the old one, just be trying to keep all my eggs in one basket. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. That doesn't mean looks isn't great. I do think Coinbase is uh, be super interesting when it comes through and see what they're what it looks like and how it works and who they bring yeah. and all that. It's that could eat everybody's lunch. So I'm not really picking teams. I'm just kind of going through the motions until this until we get a bunch of big players in there, not just yeah, two. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. You know, I think the Coinbase thing is going to be, you know, that, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be legit. Um, and, uh, but I, I also like the looks function. I think the way they played it as far as giving everybody looks tokens True. and then you can stake them. I've been staking my looks and, uh, you know, and they keep yeah, reward the users. That's an age old way of building a business. There's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and I, I don't I try not to get caught. It's, it's hard not to, to, to support your bag. You know, when you got a bag going, you support it. And I, I, I've been very open. I sold my looks off the bat. It was too much money to not take and put to something good. I've, I left a lot of money on the table, but I support them. Like I support anybody that's doing the work and yeah. they're definitely doing the work. I always have a problem with, with like the name. I don't even know where they're located. I know nothing about that place. Like I, it, I have no clue who they are, what they do, where they're from, like zero. Um, yeah. but that doesn't right. necessarily matter, but it sure would make me feel a little more comfortable that there's some kind of accountability. Well, yeah, but speaking of accountability, I mean, you talk about broken C and, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, they're like, Hey, we just keep taking all this money, but you know, we're, we're working yeah. on it. Don't worry. We'll get back to your support tickets in 10, 10 weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, or whatever and I, it is. I'll like. tell a story not to throw this off or never. I, I, I bought a <laughs> stolen ape 
that I didn't know about, or it's a mutant. I take that back. So I, the crazy part is I did it for a friend, somebody that I'm in a project with and she wanted a mutant, but didn't quite have the money and she's a great person. And so I bought it for her and she'd get me back later. And so I bought it like three weeks later, a guy, you know, I'm totally doc. So if anybody needs to get me, they sure got me calls me at the nursery. Hey, got a little problem. You bought my stolen ape. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, there's no marker on this. There's no little exclamation. When do you do it? And he, and he told me it's like four sales before I bought it, not just yeah. the previous, yeah. but like, I, I don't know, September. And so um, I'm thinking, you know, US law, it's a little crazy. If I buy a stolen car, I'm, that car's going home. Like I'm not, there's, and he's in Florida. So I was a little worried about it, but he's a really good guy and he's a lawyer. So he's taking it the proper way. And I can tell you that Yes, the amounts that, that what, what OpenSea is going to pay is not always fair, but they're not, they didn't mark this ape as stolen for three months, which is a huge problem because yeah. nobody yep. would ever trade it. The exact same thing happened to uh, one of my best friends, his girlfriend. I, I helped her get into it. She got an ape at 7 ETH back, you know, in June. Um, I was uh, I was actually out to dinner with her and her you know her and her boyfriend who, who, who literally one of my best friends, and you know I was telling them about how I was getting in this thing and you know I helped her buy an ape and um, uh, we bought it on OpenSea you know all legit and then swoops a few weeks later they marked that thing as as exactly. uh, I got a nice stolen big or whatever suspicious activity sitting in my account reported, and yeah, she can't do anything activity. with it and now it's just stuck right and it's like. Yeah. I, you know, this is messed up, you know, like you guys didn't flag it. You didn't catch it. You let this thing trade. It was also the same thing. This, this eight traded twice before she bought it. She yeah. was the third transaction after it was stolen. They let the guy run away with the money. And now she's left holding an ape that they're putting, you know, and this is now what, seven months later. And it's yeah. like, that's not okay. I told yeah. her she should file a, uh, a, a lawsuit. Against open yeah, so, so they have a they have a procedure and um, they've been very fair if, about. Well, I don't know. Floor. She's contacted them a hundred times and yeah. they don't respond. You have to do a legal even... letter, and they'll how it's going to work is they're going to offer you floor regardless of what the ape is, and if you don't like it, you can take it to arbitration. Uh, they mm -hmm. that's the t terms of services. You can take it to an arbitrary. You can't take it to a court. Like you're not going to be able to go to yeah an arbitration clause in their T's and C's. Where are they where are they based out of? Are they based in California? Yeah, New York. Oh, New York. Oh, New, York? New York. Uh, I don't know if they're, they're a New York corporation. I haven't actually looked at their York. terms. Well, I think it brings up an interesting question because I bought a uh, crypto chick that had the reported you know suspicion, but I bought it on looks and I ended up actually flipping it for a profit on looks um, because I think it brings up a question too because you know this thing was an issue that was months ago, right? So then, you know, at first, I think I tweeted, I was like, yo, is this open sea trying to keep looks from like taking their, and then I realized that was, you know, me kind of more like tweeting out of emotion. It wasn't actually accurate. Right. So I, I walked it back a bit because I felt like it was a little unnecessary shade, but I do think that it brings up a bunch of interesting sort of questions, points, thoughts, you know, because number one, you know, this is all decentralized, right? So OpenSea technically is not the only, it's not like OpenSea is manufacturing the NFTs. They're being sold there and they can be bought and sold in other platforms as well. Then if you've got this situation about potentially stolen or compromised accounts, you know, I think that they, you know, the fact that they allow these accounts or these NFTs to remain marked months 
after these issues are first raised, it's like, you know, I think it's a question of do they have an obligation to try to get them sorted one way or the other quickly? Because kind of to y'all's point, you know, it's your three sales later and, you know, and then it's a question of, okay. And then it's also a question of people who got their stuff stolen, right? You know, responsibility on the part of the original holder as to whether or not, you know, what, what, what was the actual context of the situation or the facts that led to that, you know, NFT being taken, you know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm sensitive to the situation with some of these people losing demand, yeah, losing uh, apes, you know, and other oh, NFTs yeah, yeah. because of this, you know, loophole with the thing. But I, I you know, I, a lot of this does fall on the guy that lost the ape. Right? You know what I mean? It's like you were trying to be cheap. You didn't want to pay the gas. That's on you. You know, yeah. you did something stupid and somebody stole your ape. And now I got it the ape. Uh, you know, yeah. that's on you. That's that's. This is kind of the ethos of, you know, Web3. This is the ethos of crypto. It's like, you know, you want to have your own money? You want to be your own bank? Right? That's the, that's the mantra. Well, you know, if you're your own bank, you're responsible, right? Be responsible for your money. Be responsible for your shit. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm very, very happy to take full responsibility for the things I own, the things I do. The things, every, everything around me, I'm responsible for. If something gets fucked up in that little universe, that's on me. Now, you know, I do think that it's ridiculous for OpenSea to not be proactive about this. I do think it's ridiculous for them to have raised as much money as they have, to have increased their headcount as much as they have, and to literally just not even be responding to fucking, you know, uh, uh, service tickets, help desk tickets, whatever. Like, that... There's no excuse for, um, but I do think that a, a healthy serving of just personal responsibility is needed in this space. Cause I think you got a lot of GM, GM, everything is rainbows and butterflies, but rainbows and butterflies don't put, you know, food on the table. It's like, you got to take responsibility for your shit. You got to understand that this is all a business, you know, and you want to play in web three, you want to take responsibility, be your own bank, you know, have property rights well the basis of property rights is sovereignism and self-responsibility spoken like a true bitcoin maximalist and uh <laughs> you know but i i think like look I, I share some of what you're saying i think it's a little bit you know i wouldn't go that far to say that you know because you've got people that come in and they you know and, and they're getting taken advantage of it's like you know it's like old people getting an email like a phishing email right and then they click on the thing and they send money because they think they're you know you know their nephew or the grandkid is like stuck somewhere and like you know they wire money or some otherwise you know get their computer hacked and things like you know people are taking advantage of certain situations in a way that you know they are truly engaging in criminal activity right so the problem that you have though is that now it's this global economy web3 is truly expands the entire world so you know you've got people operating in places that don't have the same sort of laws and they're not held to the same sort of standards you know so you know you've got people that are clearly you know like the worst of the worst like people who are scamming people to steal their apes and then resell them are literally the fucking scum you know what i'm saying because they're literally stealing stuff from people to then like that there's nothing okay about that and in no sense of anything does that should that put the blame necessarily on the people whose stuff well hold taken, on you know what hold i'm on. saying which what what are we talking about are we talking about straight up fraud or are we talking about the loophole where people send shit back to an old wallet that had yeah old, yeah well and i think yeah and that's a fair because point yeah that's that, a fair point 
Yeah. I, in my opinion, as somebody who is, you know, I'm a real fucking true libertarian, not, not the, you know, I like to talk about being libertarian over coffee. Like, <laughs> I kind of believe that that's on, I mean, open sea, different set of responsibilities. They're that's super fucked up. They're, they haven't addressed this yet in a meaningful way. But there, this is not, I don't like, that's not theft. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I, look, I, it's called arbitrage. You know what I think saying? it's like, a fair point. I this think is literally yeah. being done at 1 million X scale in the financial markets all day, every day. Oh, you all think you're fucking cute because you signed up on Robin hood because they don't have fucking brokerage fees. Oh, you signed up on Facebook because it's free and you connected with all your friends around the world and shared information and it was all free. No, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Plain and simple. You didn't understand that you are the price, right? It's like, okay, you're using open and like you decided to go out and buy six figure NFTs without understanding how blockchain works. You decided to like, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, well, I'm the only thing a little bit I empathetic towards it, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know. You tried to send yeah, yeah. this to, to another wallet to avoid paying gas fees. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to tell but you. I don't feel bad. The, the people in the NFT space right now, a large majority of them are not very smart. It's just the truth. They're not very smart. A lot. I mean, this is just no. facts. They're, there's a lot of them that are just not smart people. And but, yeah, but hold on. Zoom out for a second. Show me which space other than like astrophysics does contain a lot of smart people. Oh, exactly. Because but this is the point, like, but this is go the on Robin hood. There's like 0.01% <laughs> of the people on Robin hood that have a brain in their head. But this is, this is the whole point. This is the whole point. This is, this is why web, this is why web three and decentralization. This is why web three and decentralization are so kind of weird. Like, it's funny to me because the people asking for decentralization and talking about web three, uh, some of the yeah. dumbest motherfuckers on the planet and they need centralization otherwise they get fucked it's just they're like, literally the reason that we have centralization they're the reason yeah. we have like a nanny government right is because most people can't take responsibility for themselves no we don't and they shouldn't no way no can't, i can't protect my house in decentralization no no i want decentralization <laughs> all, right, all right so hey hey so here's let's let's close up this and but i don't on. encourage it for most people because i think <laughs> yeah let's, let's reset, reset let's reset the yacht club real quick because i think it's important to be clear right <sighs> people who are getting their shit stolen and de being defrauded are no, being taken hold on. advantage let's of. get it clear though it's not getting stolen if you transfer your ape back to no, a no no i get it you're talking about you the export yes yes you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you listed it for sale no you, no i get you it listed for sale. Couple, real so fast you transferred it back i hear to you thing and it sold for less than what the market was that's not theft it's no, opportunity it. cost as the result of stupidity no no no. someone tried you. to scam me yesterday on nft trader like literally yesterday that is theft that's different. This is yeah. a different yeah. topic. Yeah. Different right. so, topics. Right. I think we can all agree that where people are getting their shit legitimately defrauded and stolen, you know, that's some bullshit. It's criminal. And unfortunately, 100%. I don't know how you I don't know how you fix that though, in except for 
you know, you have to come up with ways. And this is where, you know, I read an interesting article recently talking about how this sort of next phase of Web3, you know, we're not diving right into full Web3. You've got this combination of Web2, Web3, and a lot of the sort of success and where we're going to sort of exist for a while is in this messy middle, right, of trying to incorporate Web3 principles and Web3 elements into Web2, you know, and, and so you know, it's hard because, you know, people that are getting their stuff taken, they're clicking on a bad link, they're trying to do a deal, maybe it seems too good to be true, maybe it's a fair deal. Either way, you know, they're being taken advantage of how you prevent that maybe is some personal responsibility education, you know, is there something that the platforms and the different tools and things can do big shout out to a, a lot of people in the community because, you know, Tropo Farmer, I saw him posting a lot of shit the other day, explaining to people even around this, the OpenSea exploit, like, just yes. kind of like get people aware so they understand, here's how you can help to prevent your, you know, so like to your point, Drew, whether or not people when they came in bought assets that were worth $100,000 now have assets worth $100,000, right? So you have mm -hmm. to start taking that more seriously to the extent that this starts to matter a lot more. And everybody's got to take personal responsibility, absolutely. And then all, but they, all of a sudden, people are finding themselves in situations where technology they don't fully understand, that's moving quickly too. So there are aspects of it that are hard to necessarily fully get if you don't get it. You know, and then, you know, even just getting to a cold wallet is a process, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're claiming tokens or you're staking coins, you know, to get some other benefit and to participate and do the things that are part of all of this stuff. It's there's not exactly a guidebook or an easy way. Now, real quick about the, the OpenSea exploit. I think that I would agree with you about the point that people who transferred away to avoid having to pay fees to cancel their listings. I don't I, my bigger issue, though, is the fact that when they move it back to the wallet, OpenSea wasn't even showing that the that the accounts had open listings, right? So it's like, it's one thing that's saying, okay, you try to avoid it, then you came back and you kind of got stuck, you know, being too cute. Totally get it. But the platform that you're relying on to utilize for this thing, where you put the listing up in the first place, isn't even showing that you have an existing listing. So and then when they ultimately wait, 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 though, OpenSea is just a viewer, right? Look, it's just expressing what is on the blockchain. Except that and you do you do initiate your listings through OpenSea through the platform, right? The so you do that. I'm not saying so their listen, obligation, OpenSea and that's why they're has, yeah, that's why they're reimbursing people or helping to get people at least close to whole because they do recognize that they kind of screwed up. And when they gave they gave guidance to hey, here's how you delete your old listings, they actually screwed it up in a way that that notified some of these like floor scrapers and even the people that are trying to take advantage of those old listings. I take issue with them. I don't think those I think those people are fucking assholes personally because I think you know they're not just trying to get a good business deal. They're trying to literally take advantage of a fucking glitch so, to their right, own benefit. Hold on. Yeah, when, I agree. Three, three they might be sports. assholes. That's a different topic, right? Yeah. They, I mean, look, there's a lot of assholes in our domain business. Many of them are very successful. The, the, the thing is, is like, that's not crime, though. That's not theft. And I do take a problem with people saying that that's, you know, my ape was stolen. Your ape wasn't stolen. This is not theft. In fact, okay. that person, all they did was what's called arbitrage. There is no theft. There's no fraud. There's no theft. They took advantage of a loophole, of an, uh, of an exploit in OpenSea. I think it's actually even a bit too much to call it an exploit because it's not actually an exploit. It, it, it's actually just the way the blockchain works, right? When you post something to the blockchain, it's there unless you literally go in and overwrite it with a new transaction, right? Unless you purposely cancel it. Or expires. Or, or it's yeah. programmatic. Yeah. It's programmatically expiring, right? But so when you create that listing, if you don't have a timer on it, 
then it's your obligation to understand that this isn't a centralized technology. This is decentralized. It is, or close to decentralized. And like when you put that on the blockchain, it's there forever until you take it away. So nobody, not even OpenSea cannot remove that listing. They can't. But it's they from your you, wallet. You yeah. signed it. But they should show you that it exists and then give you a way to, to, to shut it off since they allowed you to put it in there in the first place. That's all I'm saying. No, I, and, I, and that's I, why they I, are I seem to be that. stepping up. But that's why it seems they're stepping up and doing the right thing and trying to fix those issues, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, and we'll, you know, so, uh, yeah. All right, we'll look. Don't you, think it, don't you think it's funny that a lot of people want OpenSea to be like a centralized authority in all of this? It's like, I know. We want decentralization. We're Web3 Maxis. OpenSea, help us. You know, this is why this is why, what I'm saying about the messy middle. I mean, the messy middle, and I forget who it was that's that where I saw it, but shout out to them. Um, if I can yeah. find the, I'll credit them in the, in the, on the, on the domain Sherpa Show page, notes. but the, um, but yeah, I just think it's one of those things where this has to exist. If in order to get mainstream adoption, right, then there's it's got to work for a lot of people, right? And we talk about the I mentioned the George Carlin skit a lot, where he's like, you think about how dumb the average person is, and that half the people are dumber than that, right? But I don't think that everybody needs to be a rocket scientist to be able to utilize blockchain and want to get into NFTs. I am more of the opinion. I think the more the merrier. I would love to see more people come in to understand the benefits of NFTs, the fun that can be had, the possible upside from a financial standpoint. But in order to do that, this isn't about calling people stupid or not. This is just saying some people just aren't sophisticated when it comes to certain technology. And in order to get mass adoption, you need to be able to have the tools to allow people to participate in a way that works for them that they're not gonna feel like they're getting scammed or it's like so far above what they can do you know, or what they're capable of, they just don't even want to mess with it. They're like, all right, fine. If I'm too quote unquote, you can't see my air quotes because my arms don't move. But if like, it's like, if I'm too quote unquote <laughs> stupid to participate, then fine, I'm not going to participate. I'm of the opinion, I want everyone to participate. I think this shit is a blast. Since we've stepped into the NFT space, it has been completely amazing, right? It has been so much fun. It is this intersection of art and culture and technology and finance and, you know, and, and all of these cool things in gaming and, you know, and, and able and enable us to kind of even get back in touch with, you know, some of our roots and youth and all these kinds of things. And the shit is just fun when it's working well and when things are going good, the more the merrier, you know what I mean? That's why there does need to sort of be this way to onboard people, educate people, and, you know, hopefully have some tools to help prevent some of the bad actors from taking advantage of folks. So, and I do think that people taking advantage of the, of the open sea issue are bad actors to a degree. I don't think that's that, that shit is poor form to me. I think that's some bullshit, but I will say this open sea is not the only show in town. So just because something is flagged on open sea and they don't allow it to be sold, I do think it impacts the value of an NFT. So the one thing I would recommend to folks is like, Hey, if you're going to buy something on looks, you might want to check to see what it looks like on open sea to see if it's flagged there, because I think if you're spending thousands of dollars on a digital asset, you know, you want to make sure that there are no limitations on it that you're not aware of that might impact your ability to do something with it later on. So anyway, and that, you know, so that's that's my point. And I think we can wrap up this particular topic and move on. I think we all agree. Look, generally speaking, the, the people that are committing actual fraud and theft are terrible. Um, the people that are taking advantage of the exploit, we would agree are probably not the best actors. Some might give them more leeway than others. And I think it's important for people to just take advantage of, you know, or pay attention to what they're doing. You know, the more that's at stake, the more that it matters, the more they got to pay attention, the more the people are going to try and take advantage of them. You know what I mean? So Yo, I just found 
the one of the best arbitrage opportunities I've seen between looks rare, <laughs> between looks rare and open sea. All right. On looks rare right now, there is a tie-dye shirt party hat. Oh yeah, I see him. Yeah. Super clean for 123.5. Yeah, yeah. And on open sea, the lowest is 242. For which one? For the party hat or for the tie-dye? Party hat. Tie dye is one thirty six, I think it was. Uh, let me see. That is that is a serious arbitrage opportunity right there. But here's the thing: I just looked it up on OpenSea. It? Reported one twenty three on Looks I. But it's stolen. Oh, is it really? I just looked. Oh, this is stolen. this is a perfect example of what people should do as part of their process. I went to check it out on. Um, open sea and it's reported for suspicious activity and now but here's the thing what was reported for suspicious activity was the sale of this ape two months ago right and this is my this is my other issue it's like okay so if the account that got compromised was when this was sold for 49 eth literally back december 1st right here we are in february now right so at what point you know if you're open sea it's like you know and and keep in mind you know i've worked in you know compliance teams and dealing with some of this kind of stuff and court orders and, you know, police subpoenas and everything like that, you know, so the, it becomes a question of what is their actual process when they deal with these claims to, cause at some point keeping it compromised. Is yeah, what's bad their for their end game? yeah. What's the end game? Like you're going to just have all these apes that are sort of did, We did our job. You can't blame us. That's their <laughs> end game. Yeah, they probably look at it like, hey, you know what? We'll mark as many apes as we have to for suspicious activity because yeah. them not marking them then leads to the further problem of later on when, yeah. they, hey, why didn't you mark it? And, and damned exactly. if you do, damned if you don't. And Shane buys it three months after receiving yeah. 11 letters saying that it's suspicious and still and, not marking it. Yeah, and, and and for what it's worth, I mean, look, I you know, I, I, I'd give OpenSea a lot of shit because, you know, we've even had been trying to have our, our own collection verified for however, you know. Man, for now. 100 ETH Delta, I'm almost ready to buy this shit and just yeah, sue I mean, OpenSea. The, the trippies are almost just for the fun of ETH it. and we're still not verified. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And and it's not like we've gotten a response. We've sent tickets. You know, people know people yeah. have reached out. Like, there's just crickets, you know what I mean? And uh, so... You know what about yesterday? They, they when the cool pets came out, they literally fucking shut down the actual. There were a bunch of fake ones that popped up like almost immediately. They canceled the actual one and left the fake one to keep going. And people were no. like profiting off of the fake eggs when the Are real shit had gotten shut yeah. down by OpenSea by accident. Yeah. It's like, yeah. who is oh who? God. What are y'all doing over there, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's Nate? Bring Nate back. He can front run as much shit as he wants. Just please. <laughs> Put Nate back in the chair. That's his bonus. He gets a front run. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. I think let's take a let's turn this whole shit into a DAO. We can all vote on it, and we would all vote to bring Nate back. Like it would be overwhelmingly approved. But um, but yeah, look, here's the thing. And the fact that there's a delta creates an opportunity that I think if you're willing to take on that risk, because this goes back to my point. Just because it's reported for suspicious activity, when you talk like so, this goes to what Shane was saying. Typically, U.S. laws like this: you buy a car that was stolen, the car is going back to the original owner, right? But well, that, hold on. That is actually dependent on state law. Exactly. Right? And well, it's well, different. Yeah, yeah, and it's different be, in each state. Yeah, yeah. In the state of California, you have buyer, uh, what is it called? Buyer of good faith for good value or something law, right? So let's say I buy something from Josh. I buy a domain name from Josh. I pay him a hundred grand. 
you show up, you say, oh, shit, this domain was stolen and you stole it from me. And let's say I bought, you know, I don't know, XYZ.com. Well, you know, or, or let's say, you know, JSQ.com. Okay. So I paid hundred grand for JSQ.com. That would be fair market value. I bought it without knowing it was stolen. Therefore, I'm a purchaser in good faith. I paid good consideration. Now, if you pay, if I had paid $1,000 for it, then you could sue me and take the property back because I didn't pay fair market value for it. And I should have known that I was paying, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, an inconsistent consideration. Now, if I pay fair market value and I, you have no way of proving that I should have known that this was stolen property, then there's nothing you can do. Your only claim is against the person who stole it. And, um, there's, but I'm free and clear. I own that property free and clear. Correct. Yeah. So that was going to be my point, right? Was that, you know, the way that Shane had framed it, right, is is the typical understanding of how those things work, but it's changed. It varies by, I mean, literally what I was going to get into, you know, it varies by state. It varies obviously by country, all of this kind of stuff. So, and then I think there's a very important distinction or, you know, nuance to the way that OpenSea posts, like what they call it. They say reported for suspicious activity. They don't say this shit's stolen. Da, 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 da. They say just reported yeah, yeah, for yeah. suspicious activity. So then you start going back through the history and you're like, all right, well, it looks like again, a full two months ago, that it potentially was a you know this ape that uh, was sold for a profit at the time, right? They bought it for twenty three, sold it for forty nine. You would argue that forty nine was below floor back when this happened, um, but at the same time, it's like, what is their process then to ever you know? Is it ever get cleared up? Do they not care? Maybe they don't. But I think that goes back to the point that what we're talking about is OpenSea is one platform of several where you can buy and sell NFTs, right? They are just the platform. They're literally just the tool to see it to to engage in certain activity, but they do not govern the NFTs themselves, right? So then it's that whole thing too, where it's like, all right, well, if this is gonna hang out there forever, this ape is, you know, does, I think it devalues the ape less and less over time when you just have one platform that is marking it as such. So then the question is, all right, do you then have to reach out to looks and say, hey, looks, two months ago, this happened. You now got a market on your platform, Coinbase, you got a market, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of interesting sort of things at play with these things as this stuff is happening, that's going to get muddy and make it, you know, but it could create either somebody being stuck with something they can't, you know, that, that they, you know, and, and, and well, that's my case. I mean, so. now I've got something that wasn't labeled suspicious that now is labeled suspicious and it's gone from 10 ETH to whatever the floor of mutants. And I didn't do anything. Like it was never labeled, never, I knew nothing. And so I'm kind of the victim here too. So that's how, that's why I'm on the legal side. I, I mean, somebody owes me something. I'm stuck with a stolen item. So. Yeah, no, uh, I, again, I think it's all. wins. Well, and I, yeah. and again, I guess that. Becomes... Well, so I guess that was my point when I said, what's the end game? It's like, well, this isn't going to help the original owner, right? This isn't helping them get their eight back. Yeah. And this thief already ran away with the money. So like. Who benefits here other than maybe OpenSea's covering their ass from a legal perspective? But like, even so, I would actually almost argue they're opening themselves up from a legal perspective to a civil suit for damages. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's they're trying to avoid that. They're definitely paying out to avoid that. Well, but they're also opening the door for that, right? It just takes somebody that's well-heeled that says, no, fuck you. I don't give a shit. I'm going to actually see this through yeah. and file a lawsuit against you. 
What yeah. they should do is here's what I would do if I was them, right? It, you know, and this is just kind of my spitballing a little bit. But I mean, I would have a process that says, look, if something gets noted as suspicious, stolen, what have you, we'll mark it for some period of time. In that period of time, the original owner has the potential, you know, the time to go file a police, you know, like a police report, um, you know, or a claim or what have you and provide us with, you know, documentation of the same or resolution of or what, you know, basically then has a certain window to come back and give them the official notice that the complaint was filed or the law, you know, lawsuit or the, um, you know, or a police report was filed, at which point they'll hold it for X amount of time until it's either resolved or something happens. Like they need to establish whatever their timing is and how they're going to manage these on a pretty standard basis. Otherwise, I, I mean, because if they don't, then they're going to each one is going to be on a case by case basis. Then yeah, they're, but they're just the front end, so they can't hold shit. That's the problem. No, no, right? by hold, I'm sorry. By hold, I mean, they say we'll mark our platform that this is what we'll do. We'll mark the platform to say it's suspicious for some yeah. window in time. Because what they won't let you do, if you have something reported for suspicious activity, you actually can't sell it then on OpenSea. So it is locked in a way. It's locked on their platform. Yeah. This goes back to what I was saying, though. The, the more platforms that exist the less that matters in the big scheme of things, because for some folks, they're like, all right, I don't care that I can't sell it here. It's a hundred thousand dollars in potential upside. And you know, this is X amount of months that has passed. And in order to actually force whoever is going to be holding this ape to then do something with it, such as return it to the prior owner or some prior, you know, party, you know, would require a court order, perhaps, you know what I mean? Them to actually get sued in a judgment. I mean, this is where it gets really, really messy. And then it's a question of, okay, what is OpenSea's policy? OpenSea's policy should be, look, we'll mark it as suspicious for upon being notified only for a certain amount of time for us to be given more official notice. And then from there, they have to decide when. I don't, I don't think, I don't think LooksRare are going to even get involved in any of that. I don't think they're going to mark anything. And I think that they're going to take a big portion of the market share from OpenSea. So this conversation might end up being mute anyway. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I- They might need, very, they might need to do some rebranding, Drew. Maybe you can get yeah. in touch with them. Yeah, yeah right. I'm already uh, on it. Uh, but they, here's the deal. I, I, look, I'm very glad LooksRare exists because I think competition is critical for exactly what we're saying. It creates a check and balance. It, it forces- OpenSea to maybe pay attention a little bit more, right? It does it, it, it creates a counterweight in the same way that Dan.com creates a counterweight to GoDaddy, right? Um, but in the case of Looks Rare, like I just don't see, I I don't see them taking a meaningful amount of market share away, right? Like I'm I'm bullish just, on I'm bullish on Looks, but that's also yeah. Me, but look, dude, OpenSea OpenSea is doing they're literally doing every 15 minutes as much as uh uh looks rare is doing per day yeah and don't take volume drop everything that has zero commission off of looks rare like don't exactly. all the wash rate, yeah media options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions high value domain sales and domain name consultation as pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Let's talk about something important. 
So what y'all know about hate prime? Uh, yeah. Hate beef. That, that they haven't revealed that they haven't revealed in two weeks. That's why I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little bummed. I mean, I got a bunch of these things and you know, today was supposed to be the reveal day. And now they said, oh, we're pushing it back to Friday. It, it, it takes a little it takes a little while to sell out and then get the artist to make what you make, made what you sold. It takes a little while. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, feeling I heavy. A, I'm feel look, here's the thing. You know, I've really dug like their initial stuff. I love the video that they got on the yeah. site. I think the art is pretty cool, but it's I'm feeling a little mechaversy. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels <laughs> Dude, I'm telling man. you, I'm telling you, there is no way that they'd finish the art when they sold out that mint there's just no way it's just it's just the playbook it's the freaking playbook sell that shit out make a shit ton of money and then pay your artist to, to de de deliver pay a whole team once you sold out that many <laughs> did, i mean there is their secondary sales alone. well okay so fine you know look even if that is the case all right and i'm just playing devil's advocate here but like let's say that you're exactly right let's say that's exactly what happened then like does it matter no Right. Not really. right. As long as the art that comes out is dope, yeah. does it matter? Not really. No, it doesn't make it doesn't yeah, make. I don't difference. think that timing. I don't think the timing is the issue. My problem is just the price action is very similar to Mecca. You know where it's like you had this pre-reveal price that was like way high, and then it's just how that was. Leave? The pre-reveal price keeps going up. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. What is it? Ten ETH right now? Eight prime. Yeah. Almost yeah. nine and a half. Yeah, but you know, I think that there's there's multiple elements to that as well. Although it is a pre-reveal uh, price, I mean, everything is pumping like that right now. Everything that has a lot of influencer interest, right? And Ape Prime has a lot of influencer interest. So does Azuki. So does Clonex. And I mean, look at those three things right now. I mean, how, how, I is, say Azuki. how is Azuki any different than uh, Oni Force? That feels like the did exact. Did you see my? I, I tweeted that this morning. I, I have no you idea. Did? Yeah, I literally tweeted that word for word. How it's like literally it like it's the same fucking Oni. project. I didn't like the, I didn't like Oni Force. I was the only the person I didn't buy any. I was like, one I person, saw this, I was like one person, I one person wrote back. I gotta read this because <laughs> it's just funny. He was like, um ba he basically said he filled in the blanks with basically my bags. Um and <laughs> it was like he right here. It's different because I'm holding it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what he, he, said. Said, he said it's because my bag and I have full conviction on the kind of project that my bag is, and full trust that my bag team will deliver to the roadmap. And last but not least, the art of my bag is on another level. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean, right. yeah, you know, but I think all those projects, I mean, Clonex is doing its thing, you know, the Nike, uh, you know, I sold out uh, my Clonex, no more Clonex, I sold out. I'm done. You know, that's I also think... I just don't get down with the whole enemy shit. Well, and at least just... at least Clonex have a differentiating factor, and that's Nike for me. Yeah. I mean, so, so the Nike. only reason I hung in there, I would have been sold out already, but I, I hung in there because of Nike. But like, I love I love that you're European. Nike, 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 Nike. It's like my wife. When my wife says Nike, I wanted to like scream. It's like, Nike, exactly. Nike, how you, get it hey, right. How do you, Shane? How do you say it? I say Nike. Yeah. America, yeah, Americans say Nike for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I also don't see Adidas. I say Adidas. <laughs> so, Adidas. Adidas. I used to say Adidas, and then I started saying Adidas. But I mean, I, I yeah, I said I, I used know. to call it Adidas. I'm not. Than... I'm not. I'm not as. I don't. You know, I'm not as emotionally attached to either one. 
But Nike and Nike, that's like Nike just feels like I don't know. Yeah, it's like man. Porsche and Porsche. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know what yeah. to call it. Now Porsche, you got to say Porsche. That's that's. Oh, really? I say, I say yeah, Porsche. no, 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 no. I say Porsche. You got to own a Porsche. You got to um, own a Porsche, not a Porsche. Well, so, yeah. as somebody who doesn't own one, I say Porsche. So maybe that's why. Maybe well, if I, I own I, one, why you don't own just, one? When you I go to the use, dealership, I just say pro- Porsche is. It's much easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have to deal with it. Exactly. Um, I wasn't sure, so I bought I several. Just bought a couple, so. So, yeah, so I think, look, I think Hape is like, has done a great job of really tapping into the fashion and the culture elements. And the 3D is like sort of a natural evolution of what we saw, like kind of cyber Kongs to board apes, board apes to Hape, I think. And the fact that you do have a lot of influencer and sort of like, you know, almost like a celeb push. I know that, you know, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff about Hape. I guess my bigger thing is just looking at the pricing. It's like, can they maintain 10 ETH like right from the jump and go? And that just seems like a tall thing tall ask but and they did they did post reveal to like you five you know why i did i didn't think they did, they did post reveal i'll just tell you i don't buy anybody whose accounts follow nobody they follow one person if they don't give a shit about the community or anybody else then i'm i'm out like they follow me is that who they follow they don't follow yeah exactly you're the only one <laughs> no i just like they don't have to follow everybody and be you know like the the best friend to everybody but all these accounts now are cool with just nothing no response no anything like either you like us or you don't and you're out and and look at like the board eight when people when they follow somebody look how excited they get like hey guess who followed me and they tweet but to be fair until like until like a few weeks after um the board eight reveal they didn't follow almost anybody I no, mean, for me, for me personally, I prefer them follow nobody than just a few people. I, I get more annoyed yeah. than they just follow a few people. No, I feel, no, I feel I that's annoying. Yeah. All right. Know. So, I but just... hold up, hold up. Just because I, you know, you got to pump the bag here a little something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we got, we got the hate beast, right? I just want to say, I want to go out on a limb. I fundamentally, and I'm, I'm kind of like, when it comes to crypto, I'm basically a Bitcoin maximalist. I will dabble my toe in some other stuff. When I find something that I actually believe could do really well, I've said it. I'm like, I, I, on this show, I called Solana at $12. You know, like I told people I started selling when it was like $220, 230 right? I, basically, I was the only other project outside of Bitcoin that I think I've ever like, not promoted, but like even publicly stated that I was getting involved in at all. Right. So are you calling outside? Of, so in the NFTs, uh, here we go. The NFTs, Board Ape Yacht Club was He's the pushing only his track shit. record for this. This is this big. is the only shit. That's the hell I, you're gonna die on. The only one that I've promoted at all that I said I was down with. I mean, you guys are the ones. You were on the show when I was telling you all that I thought even Board Ape Yacht Club was a crock of shit, and then you finally convinced me to jump in. Credit to y'all. Thank you very much. My wife thanks you too. But. <laughs> What I will say is that this is the only other project that I've seen come along in the NFT space that I got equally as excited about as I did Board Apes. And I will go out on a limb and say that I think that the art, assuming that the art that gets revealed is similar to the art in their promotion video, but assuming that that is true, then I think the art is the best of any NFT project that has been launched today. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah I, so I, I, here's, here's where I stand. I agree with what Josh is saying. I agree with what JT says. I do think that there's, Who's you know, JT? it's a little bit too much hype. 
Well, Lincoln Abraham over there is saying <laughs> there, I, there's a little too much hype. The price went a little too far, too fast. I don't know what's going to happen post reveal. It probably is going to dip, but for two reasons, I'm hanging in there. One is I just know if I go and sell these things that I'm going to end the one I sold is going to end up being one of those obsidian beasts. And oh, I'm yeah. gonna, like, I'll be so pissed. Yeah. And don't then, do that. Yeah. And then number two <laughs> is, uh, uh, you know, I've been excited about this. I've been anticipating the, the, the this mint. I missed the mint. I got in the secondary. I didn't get them cheap. You know, I paid basically seven point, let's say seven point two, seven point five on mm. average. Um, but uh, I got to see it through. You know, you got to see it through. To you know, you you make a plan. You got to see that plan through. You gotta stick all with right. the plan. Drew is pushing all, all his hey, chips. I don't, to the I don't of the own table. any. Drew, I don't own any, but I will buy the dip. Buy the motherfucking dip. So I Drew's pushing all his chips to the table. Uh Josh is bringing the dip, the chips with the dip. And uh, you know, that's what's up. Hey, so talk about projects. Shane, man, we got you on here. It's been a minute. I don't think you have not been on since Trippy's launched. Let's talk about Paradise Trippies, man, because, you know, I got a couple of Trippies. Yeah. What's the alpha on Trippies right now? Like, what's yeah, I mean, really so I, good? I can give you, basically, it's a lot more work than you ever think. You guys know. You've been on your yeah. own project. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but yeah, it sure sounds No, but tell people, because it. this is literally, <laughs> this is exactly the advice. Like, like you know, when, when Siger used to have Adam Dicker on, telling everybody in the domain world, buy this shitty domain name and then develop it out into a fucking project and you'll make lots of money. I was out here like, no, bitch, don't develop anything. That's how you lose money. Don't develop anything. And I got caught up in the, in the wave of, you know, let's go build an NFT project. And don't get me wrong. It's been an amazing experience, amazing experiences, lots of learning. I can promise you, you ain't never going to catch me building an NFT project again. You ain't, I'm never going to build a business again, ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew, tell them how you really feel. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just to echo this and to kind of put a little bit of like guardrails on Drew's comments. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, no, like, I want Shane to say exactly what he was going to say. No, so I'm just it, trying to emphasize that it, let everybody talk. listen. Don't go build an <laughs> NFT project. Well, here's the thing. If you do, it's like, it's no different than building out a domain. It is a business. It has to be approached like a business. It has to be managed like a business. It has to be, uh, the team has to be a team with everybody has a skill set. This isn't something where Preach. You, you just grab some friends and you're going to go throw out some artwork. People do that. You see the ones like, you see this cute little hard black line drawing and they sell out a million or a girl in a bikini. That's fine. But the reality is the rest of us who don't have influence and are just trying to build a regular business, it's a bitch. And, and we, I didn't know going in, I built a lot of businesses is different. It's just a different speed. It's a different, uh, the personalities. I mean, we have, Andy's a super smart guy, plenty of finances, but working with a team is different than being a domain investor. So when we're working together, it's like two brothers yelling at each other. Now we got to the end result, but man, there was some scratching and clawing and business, no different than any other business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and 
So it, it just giving, getting the art and the artist and getting them to agree and work with them, it's just a lot of work. And then when it's minted, it, that's when it starts. Like That's just even, the start. That's just to get you it's a like, building built. So, you remember Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love, she says, you know, having a baby is like getting a tattoo on your face. You better be real sure. It's like, you know... <laughs> Building an NFT project is like getting a tattoo on your face. You know, yeah. you better be real sure. No, I yeah, look, so man. I mean, so yeah. Drippies has gone well. Everything that we hoped, like, I hope people would collect them. I hope people would like the art. I hoped that we would continue on. And, and Andy's, uh, you know, everybody's quit their job, not me. I, I'm, I'm just an advisor. Uh, we've kind of stepped back and I just helped from the business side. And we have our business meetings every week. But we had everybody else quit their jobs. And that's all they do. Like, yeah. Tommy and John and, and all the people you've met at the domain conferences that were friends with Andy, um, they're full time. That's what they yeah. do for a living. Yeah. They work for this business now. And, and I think that in the long run and then having Bit Casino come on and say, we want in, we want to finance it. We want our, our the people that build this billion dollars in gaming. We want to help build the island. We want to advise you. you know, those are the kind of people that are already doing this metaverse, whatever you want to call it, the online business they got a big jump on it they know yeah. what going so having that expertise is something that people take for granted they think oh, you're gonna open a casino well yeah shit there's a million casinos online that's not what we're talking about we're talking about somebody that knows gameplay and knows chance and knows their actions of all that that's yeah, that's the game valuable. theory so and almost tokenomics kind theory, of stuff yeah. 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 Uh, the bullish the bullishness for trippy is this is this is how I, I see that it playing out when I've spoken to Andy and kind of talked to uh, James a little bit in our hip hop chat as well. It's like they like trippies need to need to find a way to utilize the gaming portion that Big Casino brings to the table. And I think that the kind of the natural progression there is that trippies get tokens or they maybe they can stake for tokens that can be spent in Big Casino. Yeah. And I think suddenly there you have something that's pretty unique um, and something that people are pretty familiar with, with within the NFT space. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. I stake my trippies. I get, you know, whatever casino, tokens. Is, casino tokens and I can spend them in bit casino. So then, so then you see bit casino start coming, you know, you see a bit casino get something from their essentially their investment in, in trippies. And then you see the holders get something for, their investment in trippies. And I think that that's, I think that's the way that that ecosystem grows. Yeah. It's a good base. That's, I mean, absolutely a good base. And they've already started building out all the, the games. So it's fun to see your brand and character spinning around on a slot machine. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a yeah, huge cool. thing, but it's fun to play that game, seeing, uh, seeing the brand that you're well, building. Yeah. So. And you say not a huge thing, but I think that stuff's the important stuff because it's like, as you can make, you know, it's the, the little pieces that build to the big pieces. And obviously you've got big roadmap vision and, and things that need to be executed on, but those are the pieces that get you there that, you know, build it all up. Like, I think that's, that's super dope. Um, yeah. And I mean, we've dealt with sort of the same thing as far as like kind of this transition from the initial drop and in project and kicking everything off and then segueing into a functioning operating business that you know with the right people focused on the right thing spending the right amount of time to be able to deliver value to the token holders and keep driving down that path of the roadmap and everything else you know what i mean especially because we're doing shit that you know kind of like josh was saying about trippies with you know having the bit casino sort of play that gives you a unique you know thing to bring to the table 
And like, we're doing a lot of shit that isn't really been done. And you know, that's not easy to do, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it takes, it takes time, money, effort, all that good stuff. But yeah, man, I think it's, uh, but unlike know. Drew, I'm stupid enough to do it again because Joe Ruiz, the, the artist that I, you know, you guys have all had derivatives. He was doing something before trippies. And I said, no, no, could you stop and yeah. help us in the art? Cause we need an artist to, you know, we need two artists to do all this. Yeah. So now he's got this new project, Tota. Yeah, yeah. And he is, I mean, I have to stop him from drawing like 5 million axes and like all this other stuff. It's, yeah, it's that's just what's it, Tribes of the Aftermath or Tribes something? Tribes of the Aftermath. He's had it in his mind. Like yeah. he, he sent me a sheet of what it was. And I was like, how long have you been thinking about this? He's like, since yeah. I'm seven, you know? Yeah, it's just, I love, it. uh, he's I love got the a passion whole project stuff, and, you know, the aspects of that. But it's so nice to have some experience about how you do this and to streamline it into um, what you need to do and what you, you don't do. And, and, and again, a real business. And I, I would think, advise on other projects. Yes. I exactly. just don't want it to be my baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't, it's I it. can't put in the time because it requires 60 hours a week. I have that times three already. That mm -hmm. being said to put together, I, I'm a good team builder and I know now what it takes to make a good team. And so we have, uh, well, you know, Sophie, maybe you've seen Sophie who's done some of the animated yeah, stuff sure. for James. She's a, a graphic designer. She's on it. And then another woman, graphic designer and artist manager as well. So it's half women. That's another experience that everybody need. That you need to have women on your team, man. Like you need to be, you need to have that perspective and you need to have that thought pattern that we are, we need to be put in check basically. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, look, I think that, you know, well, I think diversity in teams around, you know, gender and everything else. I mean, it's important just to get different perspectives of people across the board for different things. I think it's a combination of, of having, you know, a, a sort of broad group, but I think then also having the right skilled people in the right yeah. places and, and then having a very clear vision on what you're trying to achieve. You know what I mean? I think for us, like, you know, we kind of keep coming back around to, you know, what our goals are, right? And, and the you know, the key, it's always, you know, value back to the token holders, you know, and then on another point, it's, you know, it, it not revolutionize the music business, but how do we kind of, this is back to that messy middle, like, how do we create something novel and unique that sort of fits in between, like in that between web two, web three, yeah. you know, drive value back, whether it's through record sales and other things, create really cool, unique content. How do you leverage that? How do you build sort of, you know, experiences and things through that, develop a fan base, develop processes to develop content, to monetize that content, to merchandise it, all those kinds of things. And then, you know, all under this big umbrella of the community and everything else. And it's like, you know, it's a balancing act, you know, and it's a shitload of work. I think that's the thing, like without a doubt. And, and the space, I think it also moves so quickly and everyone's got such short memories, you know, and it's like, we yeah. break out a roadmap. And we're like, here's everything we're doing. And, you know, a week later, everyone's like, all right, how come the shit's all not done yet? The <laughs> roadmap barely yeah. counts anymore anyway. Like yeah. the, the behind the Oz curtain pivots that are going behind the yeah. roadmap is, I mean, yeah. You try and give them an idea of what you're trying to do, but I'm glad nobody can see like there, there's so much that people don't know going on behind the scenes, all that all's well that ends well. But, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I know. think that's a great point. You know, that's another reason too. It's like, we've tried to also be careful, you know, because you want to want to promise things that, you know, and then it's, you do have a pivot and it's like, well, why didn't you do that? It's like, well, it really wasn't the right move for, you know, the whole thing yet. You know, it's like you have to be careful. So then it's like, well, why aren't you communicating everything you're doing and everything you're working on? It's like because we're working on a fucking shitload of stuff. And it's like and we can't necessarily tell you every single detail of everything we're working on. 
because you know some might work some might not you know but the the, the intent and the spirit of all of it is driving it forward in a, in a real positive way trying the community to is going to make morals. up what they want to hear anyway like it's like commercial you heard 20 percent off but you just make up what's 20 percent. like i'll say hey trees are 20 percent off and they'll come in and go hey i heard all flowers are 20 percent off like, yeah. <laughs> and it's no funny. different than like you know we we went from talking about tokens one day to all of a sudden now the trippies get one token drop per day like you get a token i'm like that tokens are coming but yeah. i don't know where you're getting your drop like how are you yeah. getting how are you going to get the drop do we, we don't have a wallet like there's no like it's, again yeah. people it's good that community supports you because they do the work. Honestly, the people that that are buying your tokens and your NFTs are the people that really build it. You can yeah. say influencer. Influencers kick it off. They're the ones who put the little gas on it. But the people that buy it, that talk about it, that are proud and tweet it, those are the drivers. Like without that, oh, it doesn't yeah. go. I mean, it's like long. it's it's truly like a big broad team, you know. Across and domain the investors community. are the best. Like I I am not gonna lie, the trippies are the domain investors are the ones that are the ones behind it, which we all never thought. Like I, you know, I, I came in, I've told this story a million times, but you know, when I was talking to Andy, I was like, as far as influence, I don't have any, the only people that, that really know me are like the middle to average domain investors, even the new ones that see me as the common working person. That's all I got. Well, it turns out that's a really good base, man. Those are oh, people. Yeah. That really you know, what I job. feel like is really cool is like, you know, the domainers really came out for trippies. I think, you know, because, you know, and it's funny because I, and not about anybody specifically, but you know, there was a general sentiment around some of the domain space when we first started talking about NFTs, which was like, guys, why are you doing this? So, you know, you're wasting our time, you know, and, and because of that, I think a, a lot of them missed out on some of the early rush in NFTs. But I think yeah. that, you know, a project like Trippies that has a familiar face and familiar people involved that they know they can trust and they like and, you know, that it gives it, you know, it create there's a legitimacy and a way to tie that in. So it kind of gave them an opportunity to run with that and like feel some of that, you know, call it euphoria or camaraderie or just excitement that enthusiasm that we had jumping in relatively early on the board of Yacht Club and things like that. And some of these early projects. And that inspires so. the NFT creators too, because you don't want to let people down like your face. That's what having a docs team is all about. Like you were responsible. You have your name on it. If you, there's, if there's any issues, it comes right back to you. And that's why you'll hear me, hear me say, I don't feel as comfortable with people that aren't docs because they don't have any responsibility. If, if, if uh, let's just say looks rare, just blew up and took everybody's money. What happens? We don't know where to go. We don't know anything about it. They could disappear into the air. If if I do something, I know exactly who's knocking on. I, they're going to show up at my door of my house and do that. So yeah. that's good or bad, but that's the reality. Well, and I think that brings up, a, you know, because for me, it is the idea of being completely anonymous to me is really foreign because we've never not been, you know, like doxxed, I guess, like in kind of most aspects of our lives in our online personas. So, you know, the idea that you've got people that truly are just completely fucking anonymous is, is and, and that are held in certain regard and authority and things like that. And you don't know who they are, where they live, where they're from, what their deal is like, that just seems crazy to me. You know, like people literally are putting faith in JPEGs, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and that's how you know of them, you know? And now they've had opportunities to show through their actions and activities who they are and what they're about. So it's like, that does establish a certain amount of trust based on what they talk about, how they talk, how they speak, you know, exactly you can, how a long con so. works too, though. Oh, hey, look, man. <laughs> and I think that's, that's an exactly how a long con works. You're well, Mr. That, that's why, like I said, man, 
That's why for us, like being doxxed and who we are, it's always been kind of like there really's never the been an alternative. <laughs> There's never been an alternative. Says the talking monkey. Good point. Good on point. On that note, I think we pretty much ran out of time, but man, no, all good. So, but the next, real quick, next steps for Trippies, like the cosmic stuff, is that out? Is that like. Yeah, uh, it's coming out. I should know the date, the 11th, I think, if I okay. get that wrong, but I think it's the, the 11th. And, and Rui did a, a fantastic job. I mean, Rui yeah. is just a great artist. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. we always, it's not about art, but there's something good art still makes you smile. It's like a good art still exudes something in you. That's how we got with Board Apes. Like, that's where it all started, right? You, my, when we first did this, was the first thing I said? I won't buy it unless it's worthy of hanging on my wall. Yeah. You got to stick and, to that. And by the way, I, st done, I, I still stick to, to that. that mantra. I still stick to that yeah. mantra. Yeah. That you see that you there, but did you see that Yuga Labs uh, distributed a million dollar bonus to all of their artists at the end? Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's little, all. I, I'm, that like, was a little awesome. forced. The last couple of things, like I've heard the last couple of weeks, that the artist kept. Uh, got screwed, so that might have been a reaction more than a. I no, they that. said they paid the, no, the bonus out. It, they they that, did. that was paid out before that article on Rolling Stone ever came oh, out. You know, yeah. the mainstream media is just a crock of shit across every spectrum. <laughs> whatever you want to talk about, any topic, they just they just take a slant, and it's like I agree. Just chill yeah. the fuck out. You, it's like so. Hey, 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 hey. All right, cool. Did an um, artist? <laughs> did the artist say thank you? And like, I didn't hear any artists. Like, I heard her like the main artist just within a month just say you yeah, probably had to sign an nda you know and they probably only were they only probably these guys have been humble and have executed on everything they said they were going to do they they've every time an issue popped up they couldn't have addressed it more professionally i, agree. I really i really think that that team is just first oh, they're, the they're, first the best team, they're, they're the best they're the best in the space by a country mile. yeah 100 yeah. percent well, yeah. that's we've said this on our show a lot. I mean, you can't have I can't have more respect than I already do for you because of how well they've just executed in a space where it's unclear, like there's no playbook, you know what I mean? And like, so it's, it's not easy to, to be able to roll the punches, continue to do what they're doing, innovate the way they're innovating, being the leaders in this space, and to get where they are based on how they've done it. Like, it takes a lot of people, it takes a lot of smart people, it takes a lot of good people. And like, you know, I mean, there's leadership there, there's creativity, there's innovation, you know, the way they've managed and handled their stuff. They've made great decisions. I mean, knock on wood. Silence I mean, at the right time. Honestly, that's that's too. why I struggle with just about any other project these days. It doesn't feel like any, like that. I don't feel like they're capable when you, when you compare them to Yuga Labs. It's just, okay. it's yeah. not on the same level. In my opinion, there's no other project that is on the same level, not even close, apart from Kongs, apart from Cyber Kongs. I think that they innovate and I think that they are underappreciated. Um, but yeah, I don't see it anywhere well, else. Well, I think here's the thing. I think that's a hard standard to hold projects to to say, hey, you guys should be literally, you know, billion, you know, multi-billion dollar venture and this and that. Like the board apes got there through various steps starting almost a year ago, right? So I mean, granted, it's crazy to see how far they've come in nine months, but it's happened over that time through a variety of decisions and, and execution sure, sure, sure. and, and, I, and so. I should elaborate i should elaborate and i should i should say pfps because there have been a lot of other innovative cool projects outside of pfps uh in my opinion that have done a lot of cool shit that hasn't been done before but from a pfp standpoint you know when 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 i see you know azuki come up clonex come up uh whatever else you know maury's all of these you know for me, they all, even cool cats, what they're doing is they're just copying the, the playbook of, of 
Ford Aviar Club. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. I mean, for hey, Cool Cats just dropped Cool Pets. So if you have a Cool Cat, make sure you claim your Cool Pet. You know what I mean? The, yeah, I, what, well, I mean, where have I seen that before? So. <laughs> yeah, well, except no, that they I, have I a agree. Whole... They, these guys did define the marketplace. They defined the roadmap. They invented all this stuff. Everybody else is just copying. I agree. Well, again, I think various projects have their place. I think not everyone can afford an ape. Not even everyone can afford a dog anymore, right? I mean, I mean look the at dogs... our choices back then. It was gutter cats and pickles and Arabian camels. Like, I know, that was and I'm very... glad I missed pickles. I'm glad I missed the camels. I God have, a, I I have my gutter on Arabian camels. I still I have, have 35 I have of those. my gutter cat set that I love, my gold on gold gang. You know what I mean? I think the gutter cats still have room to run. I think people like them. I think they've got a cool community. I do think there's a bit of a copy kind of cat sort of vibe there, but... You know, I think it's also hard when they came out at similarly the same time, Ford Apes exploded the way they did. There's definitely like what seems to be some common stuff, you know, but, you know, they also came up at the exact same time. But I think different projects have different benefits for different audiences. It comes down to the founders, the ability to execute, the ability to find unique sort of ways to deliver value. I mean, look at the trippies, you know what I mean? The big casino play and, you know, the the community there is is. They, they love their trippies. I mean, you've got trippy owners that are not affiliated with the project doing regular spaces to talk about trippies. I mean, that shit is what's up. I mean, that that creates an, an opportunity for folks to do some cool stuff and get involved in a way that is driven by the community. And that only happens if you have certain things that work. So whether it's a combination of art or, you know, roadmap or whatever, but it all comes back to community founders creating a, you know, sort of a, a foundation for folks to to get invested, get involved and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but you know, none of it's easy. So that's, I think is sort of the theme of talking about running your own project and just knowing, and that's also why I give an enormous amount of respect and love and shout out to the board of yacht club, because the shit is not easy, you know, and they've been able to navigate, you know, even sort of minor, um, you know, controversies and things like that. But every time they've responded, every time they've been called out on this, that, or the other thing, they've been professional and respectful. And just like, they've just got a super really great sensibility about things and like where they're going and how they do it. And, uh, you know, and, and so shout out and credit to them. So anyway, with that, we're going to, we're going to end on that. That's a bit of a GM GM kind of note. You know what I mean? Mad love to everybody. Uh, especially the folks here on the panel with me. Appreciate you guys. Let's, uh, this was great. Can't wait to ape in on another uh, rabbit hole with y'all sooner than later. Uh, and then as always, I want to say thank you to the audience. As I've heard JT say on the show, without y'all, there's no us. You know what I mean? So from your boy, Lincoln Abraham, from the zoo, Ape in Productions, the rest of my homies, all my people at Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains, and sometimes down the rabbit hole to things like NFTs. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you next time here on Domain Sherpa. Peace out, everybody. Y'all have a great one.